Programmes for Monday night on Thames. At seven, Lionel Blair and Una Stubbs do something unspeakable in Give Us Another Series. While in Coronation Street at 7.30, Deirdre looks aghast at a slice of bread. At eight, it's the unforgivable Russell Brand. And then at 8.36 and four-fifths, it's the first night of the increasingly unpopular ATV proms, in which legendary Italian conductor Luciano Gradi leads the Droitwich Philharmonic in a performance of Frederick Delius's On Hearing the First Gunshots in Spring. a classic news at 10, there's yet another macabre short story ripped off from Alfred Hitchcock Presents in Tales of the Unexpected. expecting that. Well, that was the last in the present series of Monday Night Lineup promos, but here's a sneak preview of what will be taking its place from next week. It's the John Dredge Nothing To Do With Anything show. Hello! On this week's show, we'll be... Oh, but wait a moment. Who's this regular character that's about to come crashing through the studio wall on his tractor? You gave that away, John. Farmer Collins, what brings you here today? Well, I was in the script, so I thought I'd better come along. And what have you been up to since we last met? I've been going... Sounds like you've been keeping yourself busy. I have, John. And my songwriting career has gone from strength to strength, too. Oh, dear. I've put together what can only be described as a plethora of agricultural songs. I'm sure they could be described in other ways, but I wouldn't want to offend you, you imbecile. I've also taken up the musical saw, just so as I could put a solo on my new single, which is my most fully realised agricultural number to date. Join in if you feel like it. I think I can say without fear of contradiction that I won't feel like it. One, two, three, four, four point two, five. Down on the farm, I got a load of creatures sorted into batches in case I get confused. One time I thought that the pigs were really horses, so I went to farm school but only got a third. Sadly, I still have trouble with me sheepdogs. Can't tell me sheepdogs from me flaming ox. Horses, horses, not pigs. Yo. And following that, quite unbelievably, we have your number one fan on the line. Gladys Lurgons of Bexhill under sea after recent floods. Gladys, you're through to Farmer Collins. I can't believe I'm talking to Farmer Collins! Neither can I, Gladys, but what's your question? I was just wondering if the farmer had a favourite animal. No. Oh. We've got quite a few second favourites, though. The remote-controlled duck the motorised aardvark, and, of course, the jet-propelled chicken. In fact, here comes one now. 
I've never seen one of them before. No, well, you wouldn't. They generally fly in formation. Actually, I think I can see a squadron of them coming towards us as I speak. Well, I hope that answered your question, Gladys. Ah, she's gone. And he wrote up thanks to Farmer Collins for being such a regular character while remaining completely odd. for goodness sake. I'm on the sofa, Terry. Honestly, June, you can be so difficult sometimes. If you're not on the sofa, you're in the armchair. It can be so confusing after a hard day's unemployment. Speaking of which, where are my slippers? They're on the poof. (laughs) Why couldn't you have left them on my feet where they belong, June? And me just out of hospital after a lobotomy as well. June, my slippers have exploded. Well, you will insist on buying inferior brands, Terry. But they were a bargain, June. (laughs) Yes, and now you know why, Terry. Now you know why. (laughs) Now then, June, what's for dinner? Well, Terry, I've made you a nice surprise. Have you, June? What are we having? Breakfast. Lovely. That will make a nice change. Here, have a bowl of cornflakes. Just how I like them, June. Smashed over my head. Oh, that'll be the door, Terry. What will, June? That big upright wooden thing on hinges that lets people in and out of the house. You'd better get that door of yours, June. There might be someone funny outside. I very much doubt that, Terry. (laughs) God bless you, Terry and June. Have a Bible. It's the vicar, Terry! Well, don't leave him standing in front of a painted backdrop of a suburban residential street in Purley, June. Invite him in. How lovely to see you, vicar! Do come in and have a cup of tea! Thank you! Sorry. Thank you, June. Ah, delicious. Quenches the thirst and gashes one's forehead. (laughs) Oh, no, June. The canned laughter machine has gone for a Burton. I told you not to buy British, Terry. I'd better have a look. Pass me that hammer, June, and I'll give it a little tap. Clumsy oath, now look what you've done. Take cover, June, take cover. Oh no, Terry, it looks like we've been blown into the middle of next week's episode. Well, that's nothing to worry about, June. After all, the script is practically the same every week. Oh, Terry.
sorry, Farmer Collins, can you stop that? All right, I know when I'm not wanted. It's just coming up to the top of the hour, and I hereby call to order the annual general meeting of the National Association of Disc Jockeys on this fabulous Friday afternoon, where we have a top temperature of 16 Celsius at the top of the Houston Tower that's 61 degrees Fahrenheit. And so to item number one on the agenda. It's number one. How many time checks should there be in a standard three-hour breakfast show? Well, in my view, Mr Chairman, you can never have too many time checks, particularly if you've nothing else to say. At uh, my station, Frinton FM, where you're never more than one record away from retuning, uh, we gave out as many as 70 time checks an hour. Uh, I'll give way. Thanks, mate. I agree with everything you've just said. But quality should never be sacrificed for quantity. Sure, I give out a lot of time checks, but I keep them as accurate as possible. I mean, if I say it's ten past two and it's actually nine minutes past two, my listeners get very confused. What station do you work for? Mix 94.6. And what's your frequency? 98.4. Sensational. Any other thoughts? Anyone like to have a go at a thought? Yes, you in the satin bomber jacket. No, behind. Yes, you. It's Steve Power of the Steve Power Music Hour, Balls Pond Road FM, on this fabulous Friday afternoon. Hi, Steve. I'd like it to be noted for the record that I have very happy memories of some of the time checks I've given. Quarter to ten, 9.54, even 20 past seven. Yes, it's great to remember the old times, isn't it? But anyway, the time now is just coming up to two minutes past four, and we need to move swiftly along to the next item, on our fabulous, fun-filled agenda. How many times should the same record be played during the day? Well, on Friends of FM, we play the same record at least 70 times a day to give the station a consistent sound. On Mix 94.6, we just play the same record the whole time for total consistency. If I had my way, I'd put just one record on constant rotation onto some sort of microtransmitter chip and then have it surgically inserted into the auditory cortex of my brain. Sensational. But with the time coming up to three minutes past four, it's time for us to take a break. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this message. There is only one jet propellant that lubricates and protects every single part of your chicken. From the wattles to the giblets. No matter how often it crosses the road. Castrol GTX. Fit it in your chicken. It's part two, part two, part two. It's part two. It's part two, part two. It's part two. It's part two. The story so far. Norman has become entangled in a fishing net off the coast of Leamington Spa, while his uncle Edith has been accused of tying an elk to the top of Nelson's column without a licence. Hmm, which regular character is at the cartoon door now, I wonder? 
Why, it's amateur film director and avant-garde weatherman, David Lynch. If you don't mind me saying so, David, you look like you've been dragged through a picket fence backwards. That's one of my hobbies, John. Well, apart from being dragged through a picket fence backwards, what have you been up to recently? I've been nailing things to other things, John. Why? I don't know. I suppose I'm just naturally gifted at that sort of thing. I've also been spending a lot of time at the theatre. Really? What plays have you seen? I haven't seen any plays, John. I just turned up at the interval for a tub of ice cream. Couldn't you have simply gone to a shop? I'm not common, John. I'm an artist. And how has this artistry of yours affected this week's weather forecast? I've written it in the form of a poem. A haiku? Bless you, John. (laughs) The weather today will be cloudy and grey, except if it's sunny or fine. Tomorrow, I fear, snow and ice will be here, with scattered showers in some areas and a top temperature of 11 degrees Celsius. That's just ridiculous, David. And now here's Fred Snyder of the B-52s with the traffic and travel. There's a broken down vehicle eastbound on the M4 elevated section. Delays are expected for some time And tailbacks are stretching to Heston This is me, Sally James, saying You're listening to the John Dredge Nothing To Do With Anything show Or if you're not, how can you hear me saying this? It's just something to think about The miracle of the World Wide Web brings you one of Hans Keller's almost legendary pop interviews. Oh dear, that was so loud. Hello, my name is Hans Keller and I am, if I may say so, one of the leading classical music scholars of the 20th century. Why I have been asked to appear on this show, I have no idea. However, I do need the money, so here I am. My guests this week have been described by many respected critics as, oh no, not that lot again. You will be able to hear them in a moment, sadly, but first I'd like to make a few points. One. The members of the group smell as if they haven't washed in weeks, so I would advise you to keep your nose well away from your headphones or speakers and, if possible, disinfect your high-fidelity stereogram equipment as soon as the performance has come to an end. Two, none of the group, either collectively or singularly, has any musical ability whatsoever. But on the positive side, the bassist does make an excellent lemon meringue pie. And three, although I wouldn't want to influence your opinion of them in any way, they are absolute rubbish. Perhaps I find it difficult to appreciate their music because I do not have a mental age of five. However, you might have a mental age of five, so here they are. Unfortunately, without a lemon meringue pie, fractious knit. Oh, 
Well, there you have it. And as far as I'm concerned, they've had it as well. I shall now be asking some questions of the leader of the group, so please remove your earplugs at home if you haven't switched off already. Tell me, Mr. Johnny Spontex, why has it all got to be so terribly loud? Well, it doesn't seem loud to us. Perhaps I should put it another way. No, I shall just put it the same way once again. Why has it all got to be so terribly loud? Well, we like it like that, don't we? I don't. I thought you did. No, no, I, I thought you all liked it. No, we totally hate it. So, something for you to discuss later, perhaps, when you are many miles away from here. Tell me, have you ever thought of increasing your popularity by splitting up? Yeah, we tried it once, but we all ended up auditioning for our tribute band, Fractious Knot. So we got back together again. Well, never mind about that, because on the phones now we've got Klaus Klingklang from Klingenthal. Hello, Klaus. Guten Tag, Hans. I'd like, if I may, to put a question to the band. Sure, what do you want to know? I'd like to know why it has all got to be so terribly loud. Yes, I was thinking the exact same thing. Why has it all got to be so terribly loud? Oh, to be honest, none of us knows how to turn our amps down. Well, there you are. <sighs> now then, online sex on Svansig, we have Helga. Hello, Hans. I wonder, could Roger tell us the recipe for his lemon meringue pie? Roger? Well, Helga, first I take a meringue pie, then I add some lemons, and then I sort of mix them together. Et voilà! Or if you live outside of London, there it is. Hmm, yes, it is rather nice. Uh, but tell me, why has it all got to be so terribly lemony? Well, once again, I can see the end of the show approaching. Ah, my mistake. It was another jet-propelled chicken. Nevertheless, we must now say goodbye. Goodbye! There, we've said it. The show was written and performed by John Dredge, with the producer Richard Cray and a cast of thousands. Or, to be more specific, James Shakeshaft, Anna Emerson, Mark Davison and Katie Slater. And so, until next time, in the words of Henry the Hysterical Horse... <laughs> That's the John Dredge Nothing To Do With Anything show at about this time next week. Now, though, another one of those co-productions between the Military History and Good Food channels. Deciduous Fruits of the Third Reich Episode 1 Himmler's Nectarine by 1931, Heinrich Himmler had developed the SS into a powerful military group, while at the same time discovering a taste for the nectarine, a smooth-skinned peach grown throughout the warmer temperate regions of both the northern and southern hemispheres, and commonly used in conserves, jams and pies.